0: Welcome to the show, which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. The Leadership File on Premier. Scientists vary in their calculations, but it seems that most of us have around 20,000 thoughts every day. The suggestion is that for most of us, 80% are negative, to do with fears we have, concerns, worries, anticipating harm, dreading the day ahead. Well, I'm joined this week by Tom Alsop and Alistair Foreman, pastors of Catch the Fire London, a church based in London, uh, but with influence both nationwide and worldwide. The church was planted under the oversight of John and Carol Arnott, who were involved in the outpouring of the Spirit back in Toronto, Canada in 1994. Tom is one of the associate pastors and Alistair runs the 18-30s to 30's, uh, Momentum Group. And we're going to look at uh, godly thinking. How can we assure, ensure that these 20,000 thoughts, or whatever they, however many they are, are the kind of thoughts that God is pleased with? Godly thinking is especially crucial for our leadership as we approach each day in the future knowing God's ways and purposes for good so welcome back guys to the leadership file good to have you back um just to remind le- listeners that uh, they can go to some of the archive versions of leadership file and uh, listen to to something of uh, the programs you've already done on the values of catch the fire london so i'd encourage folk uh, to go there so we won't talk too much about the church as such and your how you got into the church that's uh, that's for that program but um uh, I hinted at uh, the importance of thinking in my introduction why does it matter so much perhaps you could just kind of underline a sort of personal response to why why is why does thinking godly thinking matter so much within church leadership perhaps yeah, Tom you want to yeah, start that's
1: a great question and um, uh, we, we, we do a lot of teaching on this in our in our one week leader schools and our, our schools of ministry um, you know Proverbs 23 tells us you know as a man thinks in his heart so he is and 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 it's so true you know we uh, we as humans you know everything everything starts as a thought and uh certainly the, the the prime bit of real estate that it seems the the biggest battle is over is often over our thought life uh, mm. both in terms of you know not wanting to have negative thoughts but also you know thinking on the things of, of god and, mm. and meditating on on scripture that sort of thing um so for us very much we believe that um you know we're transformed as, as romans tells us by the by the renewing of our mind we need to we need to have a a shift in the way we we view things a shift in the way we think about things uh, and and As is often said, you know, you you often often become what the most important person thinks about you. And and Mm. so uh, as you made reference to in in an earlier show, so just really wanting that that heart to come through that, you know, what does God think about this situation? How does he view this? Because if I truly do have the mind of Christ, then I should think the way Christ thinks. Uh, and you know, again, you know, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, as a, as I'm as I'm thinking on things in my heart, that's that's what comes out of my mm-hmm. mouth. So mm-hmm. I, I know that the the primary place I need to have a, a radical, you know, transformation, a radical kind of shift is is in the way I think, and then that is in turn going to filter through to mm-hmm. every other aspect of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe I could ask you both guys a slightly personal question in terms of where you might have the battles without going too personal but you know but in the the general areas where you know does it come easy to you do you struggle with yeah and thinking it's
1: a a great question i I mean i guess the the trouble with thought life is it's it's Mm. often uh and i I would be uh, amazing evidence of this you know (laughs) speaking before you think uh, Mm. my wife often tells me you know just take a second you know just (laughs) maybe let that that thought percolate through before you open your mouth and 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 that's often the trouble is thoughts are so instinctive. Mm. You know, often, um, you know, I heard someone say once, uh, actually acting like a Christian isn't all that hard. It's reacting like a Christian. <laughs> right, it's the, yes, yes, the yes, tough right. one because it's those instinctive mm. kind of, you know, reactions that the where your mind goes to. And and of course, you know, when we talk about thought life, you know, the, the place we would often go is about purity and, and, mm. and lust and those sorts of things. And and of course, that's a, a massive mm. area uh, for a lot of people to to work through. But it's it's more than that. It's the thoughts of... You know, jealousy. It's the thoughts of, um, you know, how does God view me? Um, you know, how, how does God see me in that instance? Thoughts of, you know, d- how do my leaders see me? How do my peers see me? And and so often, you know, we we, we find that you know a negative thought can um, can can sow a seed of a negative pattern in our lives. We we have this phrase that we use at Catch the Fire uh, called uh, ungodly beliefs. And it's this whole uh, idea that, you know, uh, we, we base our, our life on a belief system. All of us have some form of a core belief system. And often we operate out of what we believe to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we, we base our, our actions and our, you know, the, the the fruit of our life is it comes out of that place of what do I think about that? So, so often, yeah, that's the, the primary battleground, as, mm. as we would say.
0: Alistair, to talk to us about your thought life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
2: Um yeah this has been huge for me because um because, as I started going through um you know this Romans eight renewing your mind and and starting to to really um, allow God to work into my thoughts and and how I made decisions and the sort of things I allowed to go through my mind, I realized that um I realised that I was letting a lot of junk go through my mind, Mm. and I was letting a lot of negativity go through my mind. Um, And um, Deuteronomy 30 says, "There's life, uh, there's the power of life or death in the tongue. Choose life." And I think we can sort of say, "There's power of life or death in our thoughts. Choose life." Um, And for me, I I found that there are so many, so many of my choices were, were coming out of a of a kind of a bad route that I would be making a choice to do something um, because actually the thought behind that choice was was uh, was not good um, and so sometimes I would uh, I would um, try and do things um, i give an example when I was at university um, I would uh, sometimes go out drinking with my friends um, because um, I really wanted to show them that Christians were were not sort of sad and were, were you know, d- we didn't just spend all our time in Bible study, that we could go out and we could enjoy ourselves and we had good mm. boundaries and all of those kind of things. Um, and actually what I really, the, 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 the root issue was, I was afraid of them thinking badly of me. And so I kind of concocted a reason to go along and do it. But actually it was a fear of man mm. that was, was was at the root of that um, that decision um and as a result i then was allowing myself to be in some some kind of dangerous scenarios for for a christian guy to be in you know i was in clubs or bars or whatever and, and they those weren't good places for me to be in um because i was opening myself up to a lot of a lot of um you know temptations or a lot of um you know things like that and when i sort of boiled the, the boiled it down to mm. the root it was actually uh it was a fear of man that led me to make that decision um now, that's a negative thought. That's something that actually God doesn't want me to be afraid of man and be making my decisions based on on just pleasing people. He wants my decisions to be made in council with him mm. and to, to ultimately put a smile on his face. And so as I've kind of gone through this journey, there have been some, some big moments where God has really challenged my thinking and completely shifted. Uh, I, I've always thought, you know, relationships and finances are the two biggest areas that, mm. you know, that we we um you know we we take we struggle to take captive of our thoughts on because they're the ones that we want the most control over um but there have been some big things in those areas and there've also been some small some small areas i um a really quick example would be i used to really struggle with um with having a morning Bible time or a daily Mm. time to have my quiet time or read, and I used to say, you know, God, I'm too tired in the evening. I'm, you know, I can't do it then. I'll I'll just fall asleep. And God, I'm not a morning person, so I can't do it then either. Mm. And what He really challenged me on in that in that moment was, um, He he said, "Well, who told you you weren't a morning person?" I was like, "Well, I, I don't really like getting up in the morning." I kind of told myself, and He said, "What you're doing is every morning you're getting up." and you're driving to work you're trying to be the first one there so everyone can see that you're there first and everyone can be impressed with you and what you're doing is you're saying to yourself you're not a morning person and you're also making a decision that's very sort of Mm. full of pride and what you said was i want you to get up earlier Mm. because you are a morning person and i want you to leave for work later and not be the first person there and as soon as I did those two things, I suddenly had an hour in my morning <laughs> to to read the Bible and to <laughs> pray. And it was really interesting that the thing he he hmm. there was a, a thought about pride, about wanting to prove myself hmm. to other people. And there was also a negative thought where I was sort of speaking a bit of death over myself, saying I'm not a morning person. Hmm. Now, he never said that about me, um, but it was really interesting, even in a very small example, like, you know, like hmm. like that. That wasn't a big life decision, but there was something about renewing my mind that needed to happen mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so it's 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 an important thing for both the big things and for quote-unquote little things
0: well i think thank you for you know being being able and able and willing to to share that that's, that's, that's great no, that. no 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 <laughs> it's was, it was lovely lovely for you to be so transparent and uh, i'm sure sure many of us would <laughs> would identify for some of the struggles you face. Uh, we're just coming into a break guys, but I just just a quick word really about um for, for most Christians the antidote to all this and getting decent thinking is is what you just described Alistair the daily quiet time. I don't know if that's something you particularly teach or you know as a as a, a pattern or whether this is you know something that's you know gone gone the way of other other kind of div- habits that christians have
1: sure sure i mean it's definitely something we we endorse it's definitely something we mm. teach something we believe in um i'll be the first to admit that i haven't always been uh, mm-hmm. so great at, at putting that time in but it's about prioritizing that but i think not from a place of uh duty mm. it's you know it's not something we're meant to endure it's something we're meant to enjoy so this this idea mm. that you know in my relationship with my wife abby if if i don't get to see her in the day mm. i feel like i'm Missing out, I feel a bit tense because yeah. I genuinely enjoy spending time with her. And when we converse and when we talk and, you know, I feel like I'm, my life is enriched because mm. of that time I spend with her. So when I don't get that, I, I feel like I've missed out. And that's where we're heading. You know, that's where we want to be with our relationship with yeah. God. And, you know, so that's that. That would be the idea. It's not about having an hour carved out, at you know, the, mm. the, the break of dawn or anything like that. It's about saying, actually, I want to have meaningful Mm. deliberate time to spend with god because i know that when i'm in his presence there's, there's nowhere else that's better for me to be than in that place
0: sure yeah if i was asking you how much time should i talk to my wife each day you'd, you'd say you've got a problem with your marriage yeah yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so so yeah so so a kind of love relationship it, Absolutely. it naturally yeah, yeah. naturally yeah, yeah. Absolutely. follows good stuff well you're listening to leadership fire with me andy peck i'm joined this week by alistair foreman and tom allsop there pastors with catch the fire london we'll be back just after this And welcome back to the Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Tom Alsop and Alistair they their pastors of Catch the Fire London, a church based in in Wembley, London. Uh, we were talking before the break of uh, of about thinking, particularly godly thinking. Um, we apparently have twenty thousand or so thoughts every day, and and as leaders, um, you know, making sure those thoughts are God honoring, uh, and uh, are hopeful and fruitful. Uh, is is clearly very important. So we're looking uh, in the second part really at the sort of uh, practicalities of of of, of com- communicating uh, the importance of thinking, but also um, you know how how we can. Uh, deal with some of the struggles that you may face. So you, you say, um, Tom, that you, you teach this sort of material. What, what what are the sort of areas that you go into when you're teaching the importance of godly thinking?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, We have a little phrase uh, which we call stinking thinking, uh, right. which is uh, where we want to try and get rid of that, that kind of, those thought processes, those mm. thought patterns that um, as Alistair touched on earlier don't lead us to oh. a good place don't lead us to um, the truth of God so um you know I think sometimes the the best the best lies are the ones with a little bit of truth kind of <laughs> sewn in there and, and and we know that um you know the enemy will will lie you know he'll 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 try and um, trip us up and that's often uh, the way he'll get in is is by our thought life and and um, you know so it's it when we're teaching on ungodly beliefs when we're teaching on being transformed by the renewing of your mind um, what we're effectively saying is um, we want to be thinking the way God thinks. You know, we, we have the mind of Christ. So when a, a thought goes through my head, it should be the same kind of thought mm. that would go through the mind of Christ. And and of course, that's a process. That's a journey. We're being you know, transformed from one degree mm. of glory to the next uh, scripture tells us. But but again, just even including God in that, you know, when I recognize, you know, uh, we, we often say if you if you see the fruit, you've got the root. So this idea that, you know, if there's a if there's a negative fruit in my life, that there's a very good chance that there'll be a negative root of that. You know, it's mm-hmm. often a an ungodly belief or, or a, a view at something we think about God that doesn't match up with the truth of who he is. And you know, an example of that might be, you know, often we we we, we come across these through a, an experience, you know, you you pray for someone to be healed and they're not healed. Uh, and and therefore we we, you know we take on this kind of belief system that oh well actually maybe maybe god doesn't heal maybe Mm. it's not his will to heal and and so then we we start to build a a mindset and a belief system Mm. around that that lie that says you know god doesn't heal and Mm. and so the the process of being transformed would be to to go back to scripture and to say okay well what's the truth of that and whereas it might have been my experience that that person didn't get healed i don't want my experience to dictate my theology Mm. so going back and looking at the gospels and looking at actually jesus healed every single person that came to him and so if he only ever did the will of the father Mm. then what we deduce from that is it's the will of the the father to heal and even with the woman with the issue of blood you know he didn't his will wasn't engaged in that she touched Mm. the hem of his cloak Mm. and made a demand on that anointing that he carried so so if i think that god doesn't always heal because of a bad experience i've had i need to get that stinking thinking out because that's mm. then going to dictate the way i then go about it if i go and pray for someone and you know i'm in the back of my mind i'm already thinking well maybe god doesn't heal all the time maybe mm. he isn't mm. going to heal maybe there's something wrong with me maybe this person doesn't have enough faith and 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 you start to go on that you know it snowballs doesn't it and mm. before long you find that you've created a whole belief system around one one tiny little bit of
2: mm. stinking thinking as we would call mm. it To so, say
0: yeah. anything to add Alison
2: um yeah it's just i was just thinking about um you know for me how the the journey has developed for me on, on renewing my mind and um i don't know where i picked it up but somewhere along the line of my my christian walk i i developed a a thinking that uh if i need something if i'm going to make a big decision i need to ask god and then i'll wait to see what he says before i do anything about it um and I uh, some somewhere along the line, this 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 belief sort of came mm, in, which mm. I think is you know if you're going to make a big decision, you ask God, and yeah. um, and that's a good thing to do. But somewhere along the line, um, it had got maybe sort of um, twisted a little bit, or manipulated, or or, or whatever um, had happened, and it got to the point where I I wouldn't make a decision unless I'd heard a yes from God about something, um, and and i found that there were actually some situations in my life that i wasn't proceeding in or i wasn't taking forward steps because i didn't feel i'd got a yes from god about right, it right. Um, and so an example would be um as i said in previous program when i when i left my full time teaching job to to go more <coughs> into ministry i remember i sat down and had a coffee with with um with tom and i said you know i just don't know i'm on the one hand i've got this option i can stay in teaching and i can you know uh, keep working with the kids and, and doing what I'm doing here and on the other option you know there's ministry and I want to go to Africa and help the oh. orphans at our, our our children's project in Kenya and I just don't know and I haven't had a yes from God and what Tom sort of very uh, wisely led me in was said, well do you do you think one of those is wrong hmm. and I was like well I, I, I suppose so I suppose one is right and one is wrong and nice. so well if you stay in the school and you're being a godly man and being mm. a model of Jesus for these kids and you're, you're, you know, influencing them and the parents and staff, do you think God's not going to use that? They're like, well, no, of course he's going to use that. And if you go to the orphans in Africa and you help rescue mm. them and you're feeding them, do you think God's not going to use that? I was like, well, yes, of course he's going to use that. Um, what, what I started to realise was actually sometimes I can, actually, I, can, I can know what God's thoughts about a certain thing Mm. are going to be and actually god is for people Mm. helping the orphans and god is for godly christian teachers Mm. Mm. and actually in that moment i needed to actually push some doors and actually let god say a no on Mm. something say actually lord i'm going to push this door but if it's not right for me can you tell me no
0: right um
2: and i think i suddenly in that moment i realized ah do you know what i think i've in my thinking i've actually paralyse myself sometimes because God's actually wanted me to step out of the boat hmm. in this circumstance but I've not wanted to go until he said it's safe and it's, everything's going to be fine and what I love about that scripture when Peter gets out the boat he says you know Lord if it's you hmm. call me out, he doesn't say Lord if it's safe call me out Yes, and and I think there's my thinking has really sort of changed to, to actually um, trust that I can push a few doors or take a couple of risks and that he's not going to abandon me hmm. you know and sometimes he will say no and sometimes he'll say yes but if he says no he's always got something better for me right. you know
0: so it's that whole thing of you know it's It's impossible to guide <gasps> a guide a stationary ship that you as the ship's moving yeah, then you steer yeah, it a really good analogy. Yeah. And, um, and the voice of God will come I'll stealing that that's a good I've well, yeah. well, pinched it from somewhere else don't yeah. worry <laughs> someone will be saying I've always thought yeah. it's like guiding a stationary <laughs> ship um, so uh, you know as we kind of move bring bring to a close guys um you know there may be what would you say to listeners listening who are aware that frankly their thinking has become stinking in other words maybe they're been depressed they're struggling they there doesn't seem to be much hope in the churches sure. or charities or the work they're part of um what would be uh, you know would you what would you be advocating that they do um <coughs> in terms of the next step to get their thinking better yeah because you know thinking is so much part of us that it you just, just kind of we mm. can kind of wallow in that place
1: yeah it's and, and it's a, it's a good question i i guess for me um it's always about going back to the drawing board and, mm. and what i mean by that is taking it right back to what does god say about this mm. you know what's his truth mm. um and 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 a good friend of mine says you know sometimes we have to remind the facts of the truth mm. just because something's <laughs> factually accurate it doesn't mean it's truth per se okay. yeah. and so this idea that actually god's What God says is the final word. It's the first and last word. Mm. And actually, I think so often when I've allowed myself to get into that place of wrong thinking, Mm. um, it's because I've lost sight of what what does God say about this. Mm. So I think that would be my best advice to someone would be to say, you know, let's go back right to the start. You know, let's go back to scripture. Let's go back to godly counsel, you know, from from leaders and from peers Mm. that we trust. You know, people that have the gift of wisdom, the gift of discernment. You know, what does God say about this situation? Because actually what he says, determines what I should mm. think about something, not the other way around. Sure. it's like, uh, Simplistic
2: on one level, no, no, but no, actually it's, uh, sometimes they're the best solutions, aren't
0: indeed. they? Indeed. Anything to add, Alistair?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you started by talking about the number of, like, almost the biology of mm. our thoughts. Mm. Um, I was chatting to somebody a while ago who was saying that, actually, thought patterns sometimes take... Um, about a month or four weeks or so to be either established or to be changed. Okay, yeah. um, and so, what a lot of the people in our in our team and on the the leadership do is, um, if if a, a negative thought is established, like I will always struggle for finances, for example, or um, what they will often do, and I can see Tom's pulled his phone out and he's got one, uh, he's got one come up now is, mm. will actually um, ask God, what is your truth for me in this area? And so it might be. God is my provider. He owns all the sheep on all the hills. Mm. I do not need to worry. He will provide for me. And so we will put that on our phones to repeat, um, you Mm. know, several times, you know, a couple of times a day. And we will, we will remind ourselves, meditate on that, on Mm. that scripture, on that Mm. truth. And, you know, biologically speaking, it may take (coughs) a a month for one neurological thought pattern to change and you want to be established. And so we, we 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 will do sort of healing ministries and and all those kinds of things of which there are lots out there but it's actually the journey of of daily reminding yourself you know god is my provider you know what i am a Mm. son i Mm. am chosen i am highly Mm. favored i am the head and not the tail and 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 so for me um, you know I've got like eight or nine of these that ping every day I think our senior pastor must have something like 50 going (laughs) because you have a coffee with him and his phone is just (laughs) pinging time after time but it's reminding ourselves it's encouraging ourselves in the Lord and that kind of goes back to the the previous program that we did about hearing God's Mm -hmm. voice is that we're we're hearing his truth over our lives um, and that those you know sometimes I don't know about the rest of you but I'm a slow learner Mm -hmm. sometimes and it takes a while for those things to, to seep in but when mm. they do seep in, they, they become part of who you are mm. and part of your thinking. And, um, and yeah, so that, that's what I would say.
0: And it's enabling us to meditate on the truth sure. as, as Scripture encourages us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and with those godly beliefs, you know, the mm. reason we put them on our phones or we'll stick them on the fridge or the mirror mm. is because, you know, we want to um, allow that stuff to actually get into the core mm. of who we are and really, you know, write down, you know, as mm. Alistair said, you know, the heart's a slow learner sometimes. So, you know, I just picked up my phone to, to use some examples, you know, where I... I had an ungodly belief that you know I was going to be poor and destitute because I was a pastor and you know that mm. that would be my you know growing up in uh you know with my my mum and dad in full time ministry and and that kind of concept. Mm. But actually, that's not the truth. And and so you know I, I've got a godly belief that we call it you know a godly mm. belief that pings up on my phone at the same time every day and I speak it out and you know it's it, you know it talks about the fact that actually you know god is my provider and i and i can be generous mm. because he's lavished his love upon me and he's going to provide for me so that allows me to get in line with that and yeah. be generous to other people and 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 over time i've i've slowly kind of reworked the way i think about that the way mm. i view this concept of provision and 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 that 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 idea so yeah it's a it's a slow and slow and steady process but actually it's um you know, it's it's such a powerful um, way to change the way we live, the way we think, and the way we view God by mm. allowing His truth to be the the foundation of what we believe, and not some other rubbish thing that we've picked up along the way.
0: You Splendid. Know? Well, thank you so much, guys, for for helping Thanks us for with this up, uh, yeah. this thinking through the whole business of thinking. So um, you've been listening to the Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peckov Was joined this week by Tom Allsop, and Pastor foreman, pastors at Catch the Fire London. Uh, we were talking about thinking uh, godly thinking and I pray that uh, as you've been listening maybe um, as you reflect uh, upon your own thinking that uh, you'll be able to go into pathways that's a truth based uh, around God's uh, word and God's ways uh, for you and the the leadership that you're engaged in uh, do uh, log on to Premier's own website and you can listen to archived versions of the leadership file including this one in due course look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30 thanks for tuning in